You're listening to St. Pius X Catholic Church in Lafayette, Louisiana. Thank you for joining us. You know, this parable is one of the more known ones by Jesus. It's very popular. All of the parables that Jesus says, they're typically at the very heart of it is revealing something about himself. Right? The people ask him a question and he gives a parable as an answer. Uh, but most of them, all of them, reveal something primarily about God. With this parable, it begins with what is known as the central question of moral theology. This uh, expert in religious law approaches Jesus, God made man, and asks him the most important question of all. Teacher, what good must I do to inherit eternal life? This person goes up and says, Lord, how do I get to heaven? How do I get my family to heaven? Or the flip side of that coin, how do I avoid going to hell? Hell exists and people go there. And so, he asked Jesus the most important question, how do I inherit eternal life? So begins the parable. You know, I've talked about this before, the church fathers is those set of Christians that lived for about the first 600, 700 years. Um, all of the church fathers read this one parable almost the exact same. A lot of images in this, what does it mean? He begins by saying a man left Jerusalem to go to Jericho walking down a hill. If you've ever been to the Holy Land, it's actually set up that way. Jerusalem on a mountain, and then you walk down to Jericho. But anyone that's familiar with the Old Testament knows what Jesus is saying. Jerusalem is representative of paradise. Jericho, the ways of the world. And the man walking is Adam, the very first man, leaving the garden of paradise to go to the ways of the world. The robbers is Satan and his angels, throwing temptation at Adam and Eve and them falling for it, leaving them half dead in a ditch. And that's something that Catholics, we believe. Sin does not kill me. Right? Protestants believe that, that uh, man cannot be redeemed. It takes just God 100% to pull him out. As Catholics, we don't believe that. Sin can damage me, leave me half dead in a ditch, and God can still redeem me, but it requires me too. God will not save me against my will. God's a perfect gentleman. He will respect my decisions. Satan and his angels throwing temptation at Adam and Eve, leaving them half dead, leaving paradise, going into the ways of the world. 
a priest and a Levite walked by. It wasn't me, huh? I promise. The priest and the Levite represent the old covenant, the law and the prophets. They could not save man. It takes God and man, not just man. And so the priest and the Levite walk down. Notice that they don't condemn the priesthood or the laws. What does it say? That they were walking the same way. They too were leaving paradise and going into the ways of the world. Corrupt religion, corrupt leaders. It's not a new story. Compromised their faith. The priest and the Levite walk by, don't pay him any mind, but then a Samaritan comes by. We know who this is. The Samaritan is Jesus. Jesus is the one that picks the man up. Jesus, the healer, that anoints my wounds. But notice something. Jesus doesn't heal them completely. He takes them somewhere. Takes them to an end. Jesus does not heal them completely, but he heals them enough to bring them to the end. What is the end? The church fathers are 100% unanimous on this one. That's very rare. The end is the Catholic Church. The end is the Catholic Church. Jesus will definitely heal me some, absolutely. But as we all know, the wounds that we carry cannot be healed like, like that. They take time. It takes time for that wound to get there. It takes time for that wound to heal. Within the church, we're healed over time. The sacraments of confession, the sacrament of anointing of the sick, these are repeatable sacraments because it takes time to heal. Jesus takes fallen man into his own church, the inn. The innkeeper, who is that? The innkeeper is the office of St. Peter, the Pope, the clergy. You see this church? Our role as clergy is to simply just take care of what Jesus gives me. Every day, my day begins, I have no idea what's going to happen. Jesus just puts things in my lap. Huh? And I, I just, I work with that. The clergy we work with, that we heal where there's wounds. Jesus brings people to us, and we take care of what he brings us. The innkeeper is the office of St. Peter, whom governance is for. He pays them two coins because we cannot pay the price. Jesus, God becoming man to redeem man because we dug a hole we couldn't get ourselves out of. 
The Samaritan says, oh, look, I'll be back. If it costs more than those two coins, then I'll pay the rest of the price. And we're still waiting for him to come back, the second coming of Christ. Jesus tells this parable, and then he turns to the scholar. He said, which of these three, in your opinion, was the neighbor, the priest, the Levite, or the Samaritan? Well, the Samaritan Jesus, he was the neighbor. But notice that Christ does not answer his question for him. The lawyer asked Jesus, who is my neighbor? Jesus tells this parable and then says, okay, now you tell me. Whenever Jesus enters our life, he challenges the way I live my life. He calls me to repentance, to change my morality, to do something about it. I can't just know who my neighbor is, I have to be that neighbor. You see, once we know who God is, we can go and do likewise. I have to first love God and then love my neighbor. Why? Why do I have to love God first? Because God will always put my neighbor in my life but my neighbor won't always put God in my life. I have to love God first so that I can love my neighbor. You know, if Jesus was to appear to us and, uh, you know, we asked him the most important of all questions, God, how do I get to heaven how do I get my family to heaven? How do I avoid hell? Huh? I don't want to go there. I'd imagine that Jesus would say something like this. Have you ever met a saint? Or have you ever read about some of the lives of the saints? Yes, Jesus, I have. Well, then you know the answer. Go and do likewise. We don't have a problem of knowing what to do. We have a problem of doing what we ought to do. Because when I die, well, he'll do this to me. He won't do this to you. Uh, when you die and you get judged before God, he's not going to ask you uh, theology exam questions. He's going to do that to me, but not to you. He's going to ask you if you loved your neighbor. If you went and did likewise. And that's exactly what our first reading with Moses said. It said the knowledge of God's will, the knowledge of good and evil, is something very near to you. Is on your tongue, on your mouths, and in your hearts. You have only to carry it out. You know what the two great commandments are. Or what we don't have a problem of knowing, we have a problem of doing. And so, in a nutshell, the message for today is very clear. Learn about the saints and go and do likewise.